Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Sunday evening. And trust everybody is doing well. And hope everybody's able to get your uh, afternoon nap in. And uh, we got to go. I know a lot of people went out. Uh, apparently, today was the day to go hiking. I saw a lot of people between yesterday and today. Uh, went to, I always want to go to the Devil's Bathtub. It always looks like it'd be a neat place to go hiking. And so I've been went over there. Uh, see, gosh, different uh, falls in the area. People went and hiked too. I can't remember the name of them at all. But uh, look like everybody's really getting out and enjoying nature there. So that's pretty awesome. And uh, I'd like to be able to get out and do a little hiking myself. But it's rough on a fat boy to do stuff like that. But uh, maybe we can try to get a day out, me and a family, and do a little hiking. So, um, any prayer requests or prayer concerns? Be sure and put those. Uh, uh, here on social media where I can read them and if you have any throughout the week uh, I may try to put like a um, uh, Some sort of post in the uh, Family Life Bible Church group page and uh, And on the group page if you are or even on our, our regular church page I may put something on there and through the week uh, that you can go to that and you can um, uh, put on there uh, any prayer concerns or requests and that way whether it's tonight Wednesday night Sunday mornings whatever uh, we can have a list of, uh, of prayer concerns because I know a lot of people this morning it was like one minute or a second or two before so starts that you know we had and I had no way for me to get up there to dad and because I was up at the back uh, trying to get everything uh, ready to stream out he's up front there's no way for me to communicate get to him some of the prayer requests and concerns uh, so uh, I apologize please don't be angry with me uh, if uh, your prayer request didn't get uh, get heard this morning but the main thing is God knows those prayer requests and concerns and that's all that really matters so um, uh, keep that in mind uh, so I'll try to put something on there uh, uh, tomorrow morning and uh, that way throughout the week you can go to that and, and post any prayer concerns uh hello jamie linda arnold and larky tyree good evening and i uh, hope everybody is doing well so let's go ahead and dive into our word this evening and also i wanted to apologize for this morning i know a lot of people were like uh, uh you know uh, there's dead air or we couldn't get on and uh, remember, uh, we're, while this is going on, we're, are, we're going to be meeting from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. And uh, but two, uh, one one screw up there this morning. I went to hit stream, and it just there was no connection. I had to restart the computer, and it was just a. Uh, uh, just take a minute to get everything put, you know, get it back up and running. So that's why it was a little, a little sketchy this morning. We was trying to watch. So I apologize completely out of my control with a thing I could do. And I was scared death. Dad was going to come up here and, and get me, but it wasn't, wasn't my fault. He was pretty cool about it though. So I was glad about that. Uh, let's see here. If you turn your Bibles to first Timothy, uh, chapter 2 verse 5 1st Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 and uh, I'll give you just a minute to turn there and uh, uh, again I'm reading out of the English Standard Version and uh, so if you have uh, a King James uh, or uh, another version uh, then it's obviously going to be worded just a little different and again I don't want to sound like a broken record the reason why I'm reading out of the English Standard Version is due to the study that we're doing so to make it things a little easier, but normally when I preach or dad preaches, we use uh, King James just because that's, at least for me, the main reason why I do is because I know it's, uh, it's us, usually what most people are familiar with. 
Uh, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Uh, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. All righty. So, hello, my mother-in-law, Sharon Boyd. So, as my old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. And uh, don't see any prayer requests on the on social media here. So, um, uh, well, I was trying to thank, of course, I need to pray for Kim Penix and Linda Feathers and her family, uh, Ginger Hood, uh, the Trivet family. Uh, gosh, there's, um, there's, I guess, so many each day. It's hard to keep up with. Of course, Murph, we need to make sure we keep him in our prayers. Uh, just pray for uh, our nation right now with everything that's going on. And uh, uh, maybe we'll, things will continue to go on an upswing and we'll be able to get back into church and, and be able to see everybody again. That would be nice. But uh, uh, trying to think. Um, I guess that's kind of it for right now. All that I can think of. I know I should have grabbed that list Dad had this morning. Didn't even think about it before I left, so I apologize. But let's go ahead and go for the Lord in prayer. Now, Father Lord, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for all that you do for us. And uh, Lord, we'll lift up each and every one of these prayer requests and concerns. Uh, Lord, that uh, are mentioned daily. Uh, Lord, I'm sorry that I. I can't remember all that is sent to me each and every day, but Lord, you know the hearts and minds and the needs of each and every person that are watching, and Lord, that your will be done in each and every situation. I do want to lift up a special prayer concern for Kim Penix and her family, that you will bring uh, healing upon her and Ginger Hood, and, and uh, pray to be the Trivet family, and that you bring peace upon them, and Linda Feathers, bring healing and peace upon their family. And Lord, uh, just pray that you'll guide us in all things, and bring, bring healing upon Murph, and uh, Lord, uh, just thank you for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I, uh, um, I'm trying to think of any real uh, announcements I have. Uh, I guess, you know, of course, Wednesday night we'll continue to do our online service uh, at 7 o'clock Wednesday. I'll, of course, be doing that, Lord willing. And then Sunday, again, if you want to do the drive-in uh, service, uh, if you want to come out and join us at the church, it'll be from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Up on the parking lot, listen to 98.5 WTFM. You can listen live. You can still watch live on our website uh, and pray that, <laughs> that we can we'll have any more uh, computer problems. Uh, but uh, uh, And we'll be able to stream out live on Facebook and uh, on the website. So, uh, so be sure to keep that in mind for this coming Sunday at 98.5. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I ain't just saying this because he's my dad, but he did an awesome job today uh, not only i thought his sermon was spot on but it, i loved his singing i know i'm a little biased but uh, y'all may not know this but the first song that he sung he wrote so uh, he said he stayed up two o'clock in the morning is on his mind and he actually wrote that song so i thought that was awesome and i tell you uh, i think uh with a uh a little bit of practice i think that he uh, might be as good as as me one day so uh yeah, exactly, exactly, so, you know, uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, he did a great job today, proud of my dad, and uh, I know had some great response uh, here on social media, if you haven't uh, got a chance to watch that, I urge you to make sure to go back and do so, so I'm proud of my dad, I always have been and always will be, so, all right, let's see here. If you turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4, uh, we're going to read verses 14 through 16. So grab your Bibles, your 
tablets, your phones, or whatever it is that you use to read your Bible with. And uh, we will turn to that this evening and focus on these verses. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. So I'll give everybody just a second. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's go ahead and uh, have a quick word of prayer, and then we'll dive into this passage and see where the Lord leads us this evening. Let's go ahead and have one more word of prayer. Uh, again, Lord Jesus, we thank you and love you and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you again for being so very good to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for never giving up on us, leaving us, forsaking us. Lord, thank you for strengthening us and renewing us each and every day. Lord, help us, guide us, direct us. Uh, Lord, help us to be able to defend against the devil's attacks and be able to uh, be a witness for you in all things. Lord, be with us this evening. Let us be equipped. Let us be edified. And most importantly, let us glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at this here. Uh, Karen Lowe, Lowe said, yes, he was great. So uh, thank you, Karen, that uh, I know that uh, Dad will appreciate your uh, kind words as well. So, but, uh, and uh, so, uh, and Robert Hale, I meant to mention, uh, he, uh, he's had a brand new baby and he's watching this evening and uh, with their brand new little bundle of joys. So congratulations to him and we're keeping you in our prayers as well. So I hope you and your family are doing good, Robert. But now uh, we look at this verse here. It says, so uh, since we, we have a great high priest. Now, we look at that, we see that about uh, in regards to a high priest. Now, that's there's, there's real significance there, and uh, we don't need to just uh, gloss by that. You know, I, and I've said this before, I think that um, uh, it's real easy uh, in reading God's Word to, uh, to gloss through some things and kind of have a general understanding uh, of, of, of the meaning and what it understand what it's saying and, uh, and keep on reading. And, uh, but we need to really focus on certain things and the importance of the fact that Jesus is, we see here since then that we have a great, great high priest, that Jesus was that perfect high priest. All right. We need to understand that and the, the significance behind that, because when we look at God sending his only son, Jesus Christ, uh, to save us, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that can arise. You know, one can say, well, why did it take so long for uh, God to send Jesus? You know, uh, why, what was the purpose? Some uh, would, would say that uh, uh, certain things, you know, uh, perhaps that uh, uh, God wasn't in full control of how things unfold. Well, obviously, that would be uh, asinine to think uh, that God was in control. He, he rules and controls time and history and space and whatever goes on. He didn't have to wait for uh, ex, you know, certain things to, to happen before he's allowed to do something. He's in full control of all things. Uh, but you know, I think one thing we have to keep in mind 
is the proper context. You know, we, we have to have that firm foundation in all things. That's why we, we do these studies so that we can have this foundation to build upon so that when, you know, again, we're not here just to be fed, but we have to go out and tell others about the love of Jesus Christ as well. So that's why we have to make sure we have a proper understanding, study to show thyself approved, and so that uh, we can have uh, that ability to defend God's word. You know, it's so sad uh, that you see those in cults like the Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, uh, that, um, uh, which maybe just think, never mind, I'll, uh, there's a joke about it, about that with this COVID thing going on with Jehovah's Witness, but I'll, I'll save it for another time. But anyway, uh, they seem to know the Bible uh, or their version of it. You know, they're indoctrinated with this stuff. Uh, of course, what they, you know, even Satan can quote scripture, but obviously he does it erroneously. But they can get, they can defend it just like that. But man, you get a lot of Christians and you get them cornered and you try to get them to give it a, a defense. And, uh, you know, they, there's, and I was talking about this, I spoke about this a couple of times in some of my devotions. A lot of Christians are bad about circular reasoning. You know, oh, why does why do you believe this? Well, because the Bible says so. Well, why do you? I mean, you know, how does that make any sense? Because the Bible says so. Well, what you know, there's no defense. You know, we we have to be able to understand these verses and these scriptures as proper context. And when you see here that Jesus as the high priest, now you can sit there and and say, well, you know, that's the like saying that he is uh, try to put it in today's terms of, um, uh, well, he's a, a guru, a coach, uh, uh, or, you know, something to that effect that, uh, you know, someone just builds you up, you know, and although there's some truth in that, uh, there is significance in the fact that the, the way that history had to play out so that it would have that proper context for us to build upon to, so that people can understand what a high priest is. And that, uh, you know, because you could go to another country uh, or somewhere and they have no clue maybe what you're discussing in, um, in regards to what a high priest is and, and, what, and the significance of what Jesus Christ has done. And we could try to use uh, analogies, we could try to use things in today's terminology, but it doesn't, um, uh, it kind of cheapens uh, the significance uh, of Christ, uh, what he was sent here to do. Uh, it doesn't give it in this full context and importance of what Jesus Christ is. And so that's why we have to understand these things. Remember, you know, we see that, that Jesus Christ, you know, we on our opening scripture, we're talking about how Jesus is that mediator. You know, understand that, um, you know, there, it's not like that God is, is this, this angry God and we're just these these victims, and that Jesus Christ is rushing in there and trying to hold back this angry God, wanting to to destroy these these innocent little victims. And I think it'd be further from the truth, you know. Don't do not look at it in that context, because we are not victims. We are sin filled. We we can look at God and the fact of, of truth, fire that that could consume us who are dead, dry wood. You know, and we, because of our sin, see, that's what separates us between us and God. And remember, God sent his son to save us. So it's not like that, you know, that uh, God was just out to uh, to destroy us and Jesus stepped in against some angry father and was just like, no, don't do this. You know, you just need to cool it. You know, these, you know, nothing, you know, God demanded justice for our sins. God demanded that. But he sent his only son to save us. God sent Jesus Christ to save us. So, you know, so that's why we need to understand that, uh, that, uh, that we, because of our sins, because of our wickedness, because we deserved hell, because of God's love for us, he sent his only son to save us. 
So we need to, to truly understand that uh, and what God is trying to do here in this situation. Now, uh, when we look at this, now, um, there are some ways we can look at um, um, how the Greeks and the Gnostics viewed uh, God or, uh, or gods, if you will. But, um, but this was kind of, you know, we understand that God is loving. We understand that God is forgiving. We understand that uh, God displays emotion. But, you know, this at this time, particularly with the Greeks and the Gnostics, they, um, this was a new concept for them, particularly when it comes to emotions. You know, they, they wanted to think of a God as emotionless because if, if you displayed emotion, then someone could have power over you. And therefore, to, for God to have emotions or display such things would mean that we could be uh, in more power than God. So to understand this, you know, to, for them, it was a, a emotionless God. In fact, I was trying to think of the of the term here. I thought I wrote it down, but I can't remember if I did or not. Uh, it was called, um, oh yeah, uh, apatheia is what it's called. It's just that, uh, uh, it's just this um, uh, inability to, to show emotion. Uh, if you will. But the thing that is that uh, we have a God uh, of sympathy. We have a God of mercy. We have a God that's able and ready and willing to help. And then you have, uh, uh, of course, with the Stoics, and then there was another group, uh, my mind's went blank on me anyway, they um, uh, wanted to uh, have a God that really wasn't there, that they, they lived in their own uh, place uh, between heaven and earth, that it was in their own little separate, uh, uh, how can I put it, uh, their own little universe, their own uh, parallel world. If that's what I'm trying to think of, parallel world, if you will. And so, uh, so their 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 idea of a god was was separate from them. So for them to understand, you know, for us, you know, again, uh, when we live in a Bible Belt, I think that uh, we take a lot for granted, and we understand these things. And to for us to to under you know, where these individuals are coming from, this particular place, time, and history, and culture, and society, uh, it, that's kind of foreign to us. To well, you know, how could you not? believe that, but understanding their culture and how they viewed their gods, or remember they weren't believing in the one true God, uh, you know, you, this was something they were trying to get through to these, to these individuals. And so, and the reason why I point that out, we have to be very careful how we talk to individuals. You've heard me talk about this before, that uh, social media uh, has been a real eye-opener for me. I've made plenty of mistakes. Uh, in fact, I told Dad, I said, man, I really wish, you know, I hadn't posted or said some of the things that I have said uh, in the past on there because, I, in fact, somebody told me here not too long ago, I said, well, you don't do nothing controversial anymore because it, it, was, it was causing more damage for the church, my ministry, than it was helping. I was sincere, but I was sincerely wrong. My heart was in the right place, but I was approaching it in the wrong way and uh, wished I had done that. But when I was trying to, in my erroneous way of going about things and trying to to minister to people uh, you know I took for granted that there was this basis this understanding of who God is and or and was and who Jesus is and who he was and 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 just you know just something as simple as, as John 3:16 that God sent his only son uh, as we're seeing here as a high priest God sending his only son to John 3:16 and you know and when you think of Tim Tebow, when he put that on his face, John three sixteen, that was the most Googled Bible verse. I mean, think about that for a second. Here, you know, if if in, in this in this area of our nation, 
you say jaw 316 most people at least at one time most people rattle that off if they didn't know any other verse they could rattle that off pretty quick but to, you know to know that so many people had to google that because they didn't know what that was is kind of uh you know disheartening is concerning and, and in social media uh you know when and i'd be talking to people i honestly honestly thought people were trying to be smart alex uh, when it um, when they would ask a question uh, or was coming back at me in a debate uh, in regards to the Bible, and I thought he was being smart, Alex, and and they honestly looking back, I'm like, oh man, I missed so many opportunities uh, to really instead of of, of being so defensive and, and getting aggressive and getting angry, if I had just stepped back and just took a deep breath understand where they were coming from and then try to approach it in a and in, in make it into a teaching moment how much better more uh, i could have had a better way of, of presenting the gospel and uh man i just i let my um, my anger my emotions get the better of me and and i messed up you know that's one thing i, I was telling uh on my uh uh, who was I was telling? Oh, it might have been on our uh, podcast. I can't remember. But, yeah, it was last time on our podcast. You know, when I mess up, you know, I, I'm not, trust me, I'm I'm far from perfect. That's the first thing that I will do is uh, my kids, they tell you, most of their lives when they're growing up. Uh, but, you know, when I've messed up, I'll tell them, hey, you know, I'm, I'll stop and I'll make it a teacher. I'll say, Daddy messed up. I shouldn't have acted this way. I shouldn't have spoken the way that I have. And, uh, and and why is that? Because God's word tells us, you know, we're we're to act in a proper way. We're to control our temper. Don't act like me. I've, I'm a, I've screwed up. You do better than me. You honor God in your thoughts and words. So they understand. Hey, you know what? My dad's human. Uh, he's not trying to put on a front. He, under, you know, they they will see the reality of my love for Jesus Christ. That even though I'm imperfect, God forgives me. God loves me. And uh, they understand that, you know, because you know they want to. So many people want to see that that genuine love that you have for God and for Jesus. And so uh, if you just be real uh, with your kids or uh, with your family or whoever you come across, that 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 genuineness uh, will shine through. And so my, my point of all this, what I'm trying to say, is just like at this point in time, of what the, the writer of Hebrews is trying to convey uh, to these individuals uh, is, is trying to make have them understanding who God is, who God uh, was doing, that he is sympathetic, that he is emotion, uh, that he is love, and that he is forgiving, and trying to make them understand these things. And this is what we have to do as Christians, is try to convey that to other people, to, to understand uh, that that love, that meaning uh, of what Christ has done for us, and um, you know, there is uh, you know, we have to understand that. Uh, well, before I get into that here, let me let me go on here just a little bit here, further here. Now, you know, again, you know, we have to make sure that we're presenting the gospel in a proper way. That's why we're trying to to break these verses down so that you can be a witness. Remember, don't don't neglect. Even though we're uh, so many of us are stuck at home. And, and the lot, so many are still going out to work. Uh, make sure that you're still continually being a witness. Guys, gals, you know, you know, like you've heard Dad say, you know, I'm not the God squad. You know, I've heard, you've heard Dad say that before. I'm not here to be your, your judge, jury, and your ex executioner. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying, I'm just trying to guide you in the right direction. And one thing I want you to understand in regards to social media, we want to make sure that if you're a Christian, that you are presenting yourself in every area. You know, again, we're not perfect. 
but you need to make sure you're presenting yourself uh, as a light in this world of darkness. And my point behind that is, is that um, so many people, and I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, because I know there's a lot of people watching this here on social media, and I, I'm not, you know, there's uh, so don't take it to heart. If you've put something on there and you're watching this, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about in generalities, all right? So, it, so it's a broad spectrum of posts I've seen. So don't say, well, he's talking about me. No, I'm just talking about in general, okay? So keep that in mind. Uh, there's there's people that I've seen that uh, claim to be a Christian, and I don't doubt that they are, but they will sit out and let out a, a, a mass of cursing, and that hurts you. I'm just letting you know, that hurts your witness. Be careful about that. You know, people are watching you, and they know that you're saved, and you're sitting there letting adjectives fly one after another, and, uh, you know, and I've really, really had to... Uh, to get on Brandy about that big time. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, but no, I've seen people uh, uh, do that and or post these memes. And yes, they're funny. Uh, I will grant you sometimes they're kind of funny, but it, the, the some of the wording that's put in that, I'm thinking, oh man, you know, I don't think I've got to put that on there. Really think about that, okay? Think about before you post. Uh, think about that before you respond sometimes. Think about it. That's something Dad tried to tell me a long time ago. I think he, you know, he, he had, he, fortunately, he's got more sense than I do, and he saw the direction I was heading to some of this stuff where I, where I was really messing up on social media, uh, is give it 24 hours before you respond. You know, sometimes you can get man, angry, but once you sleep on it and think about it, eh, you know, choose your battles. But anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, now, we see this here, since that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, all right? So we can look at that, and we see that the heavens, that the heavens could be the sky, the heavens could be heaven uh, beside of God. And we look at the heavens, uh, I think we're looking at here the ascension, uh, that uh, where, where, where Jesus Christ ascended uh, into heaven, going through the sky, which would be considered the heavens, and then going straight to the literal heaven with God. So I think that's where we can see that, that it is a, um, and, and you know, it's a great thing that when we see that ascension, is that, uh, and you've heard me say this before, and uh, is the fact that when Jesus ascended, it's not like he just left us on our own. So, all right, you're on your own, figure it out. See, Jesus is here to help us. He's here to guide us, and, and he sympathizes with us. He understands our temptations, what we go through. We're going to get into that here in just a second. But here's the cool thing. Even though he, Jesus ascended, he sent us a helper, that parakletos, that the Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us and encourage us through our day-to-day -day walks and battles. You know, that's a great thing, that when we read God's Word, that's why it's imperative and important to read God's Word each and every day because it renews us. It, it renews our spirit daily. It strengthens us. It helps us in, in our daily walk and journey as Christians. And that's why it, that... That we are encouraged. You know, uh, there was a time when, uh, and particularly in my um, uh, early 20s, uh, well, th pretty much through all my 20s, I'm sad to say, I didn't read my Bible. I didn't pray. I didn't devote that time to God. And guess what? My life was chaotic. It was a mess. It was spiraling out of control. I had no direction. And uh, my dad would try to give me advice, and I would just, I just did my own thing. And uh, I screwed up constantly. See, this is our, our kind of think of it as a, a, a um, um, 
what do you call it, the, the light in the harbor, <laughs> the, uh, my mind's went blank on me, you know what I'm talking about, uh, to warn ships from uh, uh, the lighthouse, <laughs> get out here a second, uh, you know, to warn ships in case of danger, it's kind of like our lighthouse, that we read this, we, it helps us to guide us, it's our litmus test against all things, and, um, and when you don't have that as your guide, man, you're going to dash that ship on those rocks all the time. You're going to do destroy yourself. You're going to mess yourself up constantly. That's why we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. That's why we have to stay daily in prayer, stay daily in the Word to, to renew us and to strengthen us each and every day. So, uh, let's go back. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, the ascension, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Now, let's look, let's make sure we understand that in its proper context. Now, uh, that you know, here we have to understand that Jesus Christ can sympathize with us uh, in our sins and temptations. And he can sympathize with us far beyond what we understand temptations about. You have to understand Jesus Christ was tempted beyond anything that we could possibly comprehend. You know, if so, you know, we got to think we're tempted nine times out of ten, five minutes, ten minutes. You know, the very surface of temptations nine times out of ten, we're going to fall, uh, we're going to crumble, we're going to mess up, we're going to trip. That's what the devil does. He's got a thousand years of experience, but Jesus was tempted beyond the full scope. Of that temptation. See, our temptation, as bad as it is, can be a whole lot worse than what it is, you know. And so, uh, Jesus Christ, He endured all that. He endured every. I'm, just, I'm trying to explain to you uh, the the amount. Uh, it'd be like, um, let me think here. Let's say um, the difference between sticking your toe in the water. And diving full force into the water. Does that make more sense? Is that, uh, you know, we only get a tip of the iceberg of that temptation, but Jesus Christ was fully engulfed in that temptation and still come out uh, perfect. He did not sin in any way, shape, form, or fashion. He had every uh, opportunity uh, to, to sin, uh, but yet he remained true. And that's why Jesus Christ uh, can understand our, 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 uh, and sympathize and empathize with us uh, with what we go through. Because uh, as I've said before, it's one thing that when we're tempted and it's one thing that when we sin, but it's another thing entirely that when you, even though you ask for forgiveness, even though we know that we're forgiven, uh, the battle continues because the devil will continue to beat you up. He wants to tell you what a low life you are, what a sorry piece of Christian you are, what a sorry preacher you are, you know, and, 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 and we use people around you. you know, oh yeah, you're supposed to be a Christian. You know, and it, it's what happens. The battle continues. And when you feel broken, when you feel defeated, when you feel that there's, you know, you just like the lowest form of life. Trust me, I've been there. I know what it's like. I'm usually there on a daily basis. I'm like the lowest form of life. And Jesus Christ reaches down and that's when he says, I love you. You're forgiven. It's okay. You know, and and that's a wonderful thing. That's, that's something we can cling to. Our hope as Christians is to cling to that. Uh, there was a um, uh, an illustration that I had read uh, in regards to um, uh, talking about how we can relate to things, and I, and I thought it kind of um, uh, kind of brought the picture home a little bit. Uh, it was um, 
was in, was a professor in Glasgow. I can't remember his name now. Um, but he, I want to say Johnson. I'm not sure if that's right or not. But anyway, he come home and his daughter was uh, crying. Of course, you understand the time period this was in. The Japanese had just attacked uh, her hometown. And uh, most people would buy them in a little upset or, or, or she said, or the Japanese attacked a city. And so most people would have been, you know, I've been a little upset or the, the newscast might have showed some bereavement. Uh, but she was literally, literally crying. And, uh, and the reason why she took it so personal is because she was from this town. She knew those people there. They were friends of hers. Uh, there were nurses that she knew. And that's where she grew up. And that's why she took it so personal. She was crying because she had been there. She had lived there. See, that's what Jesus Christ, uh, that he, he has been there. He has lived that. He, he understands that and he understands us. And that's why he can sympathize and empathize with us in all things that we go through. Uh, you know, I was reading uh, in my studies for this, and it's very, uh, reading this woman's testimony, uh, it was, it was uh, uh, terrible uh, what this woman had been through. She said as a little girl, she was, uh, uh, her and some kids uh, were uh, at a fire, and this little boy thought uh, he would throw some gasoline on that fire. Unfortunately, when he threw the gasoline on it, it went through the fire onto her face. And of course, the fire followed that. She had first, second, third degree burns on her face. Talked about how uh, school, of course, the kids were cruel and tormented her uh, each and every day. And, uh, and then every summer, she had to uh, have uh, facial reconstruction surgery. And then not only was that bad enough, he or she, her father become an alcoholic. Our, their next door neighbor, an older man, he'd bring them toys and make them stuff. But it came out of price. He, he molested her. And then when she's a teenager, she uh, was raped. Uh, and it just, you know, it just, you talk about uh, almost a living hell that this woman had been through. Uh, it was horrible. And she said, and it finally got to the point where she'd been sexually abused so much, she said at least somebody wanted her for something, you know, she at least some, you know, aspect of her somebody wanted. Uh, and, and she would just become numb. And then one day, uh, when she heard about Jesus Christ, heard about this high priest, heard about what God had done, sending his only son uh, to save us, when she heard that good news of the gospel, we see, you know, we talked about this uh, last time we spoke last week when we talked about how the word of God is living and powerful, uh, something stirred within her and she understood uh, who Jesus Christ was, that he gave his life on the cross for her. When she understood that, that God, that Jesus Christ himself could sympathize and empathize uh, with her pain and her suffering, that uh, that spoke to her in a way that nothing had ever touched her heart before. And uh, and, and she had to, to get a hold of wherever this conference or church she was at and, and wanted to know more and accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. And she'd had over 32 reconstruction surgeries. And so you see the power of what the Word of God can do. You see the power of what Jesus Christ can do and how he can touch the hearts and minds of so many people out there. And uh, so praise God for that. You know, that no matter, you know, there's some people out there who have um, uh, been isolated. And uh, so they, uh, maybe they're a little more easygoing. Maybe things don't um, bother them as easily as it does other people. And so it's easy for those people who are isolated uh, to look down upon those who uh, may be uh, a little more high strung, maybe prone to, to stumbling a little more. And it's easy to say, well, I don't see why they're what their problem is, won't they get over it? Or why don't, you know, uh, you know, why are they, uh, you know, remember there's some things that 
that may not be no big deal for you that you can overcome easily may be a huge obstacle for somebody else. You have to be careful uh, about our isolation. Going back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, being in this Bible Belt and how we're grown up, we've been isolated, and we have to understand how there are so many people in this world who have never, ever darkened the doorsteps of a church, never, ever heard the gospel of Jesus Christ or have any understanding, never had a, a, a teaching of what the Bible is. All they've gotten is a daily dose of, of, of media and propaganda and indoctrination from Hollywood, television, uh, and, and it's just that's all they know what they parrot and what they hear and see on social media. And uh, so we have to be careful about that. And when somebody messes up, you know, that's one thing we've been reading about here in Hebrews is is exhorting one another, building each other up, being there for one another. And instead of, you know, looking down at somebody and being like, man, won't they get over it? What's the, what's the big deal? Well, there's like, again, yeah, there are those things that may not be a big deal to me, may be a huge obstacle to somebody else. Well, maybe a huge obstacle to me, maybe it'll be a big deal to somebody else. I mean, look at me and say, man, you're a preacher. What's your problem? And people ask me what my problem is. I say, well, you got some time because I got a list of what my problems are. You know, so let's make sure that we are uh, exhorting one another, that we're building each other up, that we're helping each other along in this Christian journey, that are understanding who Christ is, that he does sympathize and he does empathize and that he is there. He understands. He is not separate from us. You know, he, God, you know, Jesus Christ was fully man and he was fully God. And remember, he wasn't just some uh, good man that uh, uh, was elevated to the level of high priest and, and elevated to God's son. It was, he was, he is literally the embodiment of God and man, that anthropological, uh, uh, the anthropomorphism, I get out here, is of God. And so we have to understand that. Again, if you ever get a chance, you need to read that paper my dad wrote on the anthropomorphism of man. But anyway, then I bring this into real context. I meant to read that uh, for tonight's teaching and completely forgot that I said that just now. But anyway, um, so when you understand the full context that that even though that he was fully man, he was fully God, he had to be perfect in order to atone for our sins on the cross. That was the only way. Remember, the, the, the temporary atonement was the sacrificing of animals uh, for man's sin, but for the permanent atoning of our sins had to be the, the perfect atonement. Uh, uh, being uh, which is Jesus Christ and that's why we have to let people understand and know that that even though we mess up even though that we sin Jesus understands he is not separate from us it's not like he has a, a level of understanding and but he doesn't really relate to what we're going through and he's separate so separate from us uh, that there's no way for him to understand who we are and what we go through quite the opposite he understands completely what we go through you know it's so easy you know as children uh, or teenagers in particular, you know, uh, when uh, they're going through something, well, you don't understand. You've not been. They don't. Un they don't. What they don't understand is we have been there. We have. We've done. Made the mistakes. We. You know. That's what my dad tried to convey to me. That's what I try to tell my kids. I have been there. I know what you're going through. I know that may not be exactly the same, and it's not to blow off or minimize what they're going through. But they don't understand. Hey, we've we've been there too. We've had our. You know, it's it's rough. It's not fun. It's there's different things we have to go through in this life that builds and makes us stronger and uh and that's one great thing to know that jesus christ can relate to us and that we can we go for god the father he understands you know so we can't go sit and we go in prayer so well jesus you don't understand but here's what i'm going you know we can't say that because he does so when we kneel in prayer we know that jesus christ will understand what we're going through and it's so easy to continually beat ourselves up each and every day. It's so easy to, to tear yourself up and tear yourself down because you feel so heavy conviction uh, over your sins and what you've done. And, it, you know, 
there are some temptations that we can face and we can feel it coming and, and we can be like, you know, in the name of Jesus, by rebuke, you get away from me, fight it, read the Bible, quote scripture, and we can try to, uh, to fight back against it as best we could. You know, there's always a way of escape. And there can be other times when you're driving in a car and, and you lose it that quick, if you're like me, and uh, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have got that angry, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have done that. And then you're thinking, oh, no, what if he saw my Fat Life Bible Church sticker on my car? Or what if they know who I am? And, and if you're like me, when you screw up and they do know who you are, they're calling the church, and do you know what your son did today? And, and then I get a call. What was you at? Where was you at? What was you doing? <laughs> Who called told you? I'm not telling you that, but <laughs> you need to straighten up. You need to uh, realize who you, what you're doing, and what you. <laughs> so I get to hear the lecture. So, but uh, and, and, and so it ain't bad enough. I beat myself up. I get a phone call and <laughs> and, and getting 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 jumped on too. But um, so. There are those instances, or sometimes you can lose your cool and uh, and, and maybe say or do something you, that you're not proud of, and and so then you're just consumed, you're like, oh, Lord, help me. But remember, we can learn from those instances, build upon that, grow, and be like, you know what, when that happens in the future, be like, you know what, I need to, to cool it and just let it go, and I'll let these things get to me. Because, you know, whether it's driving or whatever it is, and that's something I still have to work on. I have to work on it every day. Getting mad ain't going to change the situation, you know. And uh, there's I think about a lot of times where I got mad at my wife about stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't have said that. I wish I hadn't have done that. I think about it all the time. I think, man, in the past, I thought, you know, that was just stupid. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? And give me the world if I can go back and change it. But I can't. And trust me. She will remind me of what I've said and what I've done, no matter if it's 20 years ago or two days ago. So she's, I'm always happy to know that. <laughs> so <laughs> it isn't that most ladies. No, I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, let's see. Let's get back here. Um, okay, so uh, in respect, he'd been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence uh, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So that's a great thing that the throne of God, the throne of grace is not judgment, but mercy uh, that God gives us. And it's that throne of grace. I think that's a, a very wonderful and, and beautiful thing to know that uh, we can come before that throne of grace. We can have that confidence in God. We can have that confidence in Jesus Christ that he is going to be there, that he's going to, that he's, that Jesus is alive, all right, that he didn't die. You know, that, that's one thing Dave's talking about um, uh, this morning. Uh, and if you got to listen to his message, uh, he was talking about the swoon theory where, where people try to say that Jesus really didn't die on the cross and that uh, uh, that he woke up in the tomb and he stumbled out, which is ludicrous. And nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, just uh, the stone alone, you know, who, who would have moved the stone if that was even the case? You know, so that's just it's bumpkiss. Uh, but we know that Jesus Christ is alive, and he's real, and he's true, and he loves us, and he he's willing to bestow his mercy and his grace upon us. You know, that's a wonderful, you know, it, it's just like going before a judge, and, and you've, uh, I don't know, you've uh, committed some crime of some sort that you uh, uh, totaled your neighbor's car or something and, and not only does the judge forgive you but he gives you the keys to a new car i mean that's kind of how you can look at, at grace to a certain extent and i don't 
go out and do bad things just because you think, oh, well, God's going to really uh, give me, bless me that much more, give me much more grace. No, we, we've hit on that before. That uh, That's crazy. That That's, you know, even Apostle Paul uh, uh, you know, had to address that. No, that's, you don't continue to sin so that grace may be more, more abound. That's not how it works. That's not how you want it to work. You want to please God the Father uh, to... Uh, uh, to 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 please him, you know, as you would anybody that you love, and that um, uh, he is the God of the uh, that. Uh, yeah, here in just a second here, uh, that we see that God's grace and mercy is is wonderful, and that He does love us, and that He will forgive us, and that He is always there for us. He's never going to forsake us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to give up on us. And uh, you know, in, in life. Uh, we have other people who uh, who want to condemn us, who want to judge us, who wants to uh, uh, will leave us. Uh, probably maybe we need somebody the most. That's when they'll leave us. I think there's a song called that. <laughs> Just when I needed you most. Anyway, of course I won't sing. That'll hurt your ears. But anyway, um, you know the world's going to let you down. The people in your life will let you down. But the one constant, the one thing that's for sure is that God is there. You know, remember that. You know, I think sometimes we try to. You know, I'm. Uh, I've always been kind of a, a Superman fan and geek, and uh, many people know that. I'm not really been into it as much as I once was, but I, I used to really, uh, really dig uh, the Superman thing. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people. They try to be a Superman or a Superwoman in the context of not that you think that you're a literal superhero, at least I hope not, or you're going to have yourself in a world of hurt, <laughs> but uh, is the fact that you think you can control everything. You can control your emotions. You can control your circumstances, that you're above uh, certain things and areas in your life. Well, that's one thing that we have to understand, that we are in control of nothing, that we are not superhuman. We have weaknesses. Remember, we are all, uh, uh, there is none righteous, no, not one. All right? There's nobody that is perfect. We are all sinners. I don't care how spiritually and high-minded a preacher may try to act, a fellow Christian brother and sister in Christ may try to act. We are all sinners. And so we all have weaknesses. And so we don't need to try to act like we're super superhuman. We need to give it to the one who is superhuman, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the one there to grant us forgiveness. He is the one there to give us mercy. He is the one there that is always uh, going to be by your side to fight for you, to be there for you. And he will, you know, and so we if we can just give that all over to God, understand his grace, his love, his mercy, and his promises. How much better will we be? So quit trying to control every area and every nuance of your life, every circumstance of your life. When you try to do that, you're going to be miserable. But when you give it to God, when you can give your all to Him, understanding that He's been there, He's paid the price, He's done these things, and He He has He has bore uh, our pain, our suffering, our weakness, and our sins. He has He He bore all that for us. And he, when we give that over to him, he can strengthen us. He can encourage us. Instead of us trying to control things on our own, God can take care of that for us. So we need to give it. Don't be too. I think that's one big area uh, that uh, I think that we uh, have to work on. Well, I know it's all that. It's all that I think. I know we have to work on because God's word is clear about it. We're full of pride. That's our biggest thing. Not only does sin separate us, but we have a problem with pride. See, that's why, you know, that's why we was talking about this here recently about, um, uh, People thinking they have to work their way into heaven or they can lose their salvation because of pride. They think we think we have to do something on our own terms in order for God to accept us. 
Nothing be further from the truth. It is a free gift of God. Salvation is a free gift of God. And God had to send his only son. So even though that, uh, yes, Jesus is a mediator, we can understand that in classic terms and understanding uh, in today's uh, analogy, uh, but we do not mean to minimize that Jesus Christ is that high priest and that we look through history. We can look through Israel. We can see the uh, how God was setting things up uh, throughout the history of the Old Testament for Jesus Christ uh, to come. The the uh, Again, referring back to that sermon in regards to prophecies, and we discussed this too in Isaiah and how it's prophesied directly uh, the, the coming uh, of Jesus Christ and how that was fulfilled. And so we see all these things, how they're set up. It's not that certain things had to transpire in order for God to, to, to work, uh, because, but the fact that God was in control the whole time and putting certain things in advance to build this up in the proper context so that we can understand who Jesus Christ is and was, and so we can have a proper understanding of his atoning work on the cross. And that's why it's important that we study these things, so that we study these passages that we're studying here today so that we can have the ability to give that strong defense and that we can build upon that for our spiritual well-being and our walk as Christians so that we, uh, so that when we fall, we understand that we can still reach up to Jesus Christ. Why don't we, you know what? I, I take that back. We don't reach up. Uh, it's Jesus Christ reaches up. He don't wait for us to come to him. He comes to us. He, he is not, he is proactive. He comes to us. You know, so he doesn't sit there and wait and say, well, let's just see what he's going to do. You know, that's not how it works. Jesus Christ immediately reaching down and to help us and to pick us up. You know, just like a, a toddler when he falls, you know, or she falls. Uh, you know, it's like Madison when she's little and I'd be, or Skylar, either one. I, they'd be running and I'd be right behind them. You know, scared to death they're going to fall and hurt themselves and try, ready to grab them at any second. And, uh, uh, that's Jesus Christ. He's right there with us. And when we fall, he's right there immediately to pick us up. He understands our pain. He understands our suffering. He understands what we're going through. And that's how we can have that better relationship between us and God. We can build up on that. And he understands us. And that, you know, what a loving and wonderful God that we have. That's a great thing we look at in the book of Hebrews, how it points us and how it helps us to have a clearer, more, a, a more clear understanding of who, uh, who Jesus Christ is is, uh-oh, all right, sorry about that, guys, I, uh, dad just sent me a message here and said that the stream went off for some reason, I don't know why, um, hold on here, apologize for that, let's see here, hopefully it's working now, I don't know, I think I might have inadvertently hit the, the stop button when I was sitting my Bible down. Uh, but anyway, um, going back to what I was saying, you know, it's it's the book of Hebrews in particular really uh, helps us to set up and understand who uh, who Jesus Christ is and, um, uh, and have a better understanding uh, of Jesus Christ. And even though the, the book of Hebrews uh, can be uh, a little daunting. Uh, it could be a little hard to understand. Uh, I think it's a great book to really strengthen our Christian walk. And I, I've really, I've personally, I've really I've gained a lot uh, just from our little bit of study so far in the book of Hebrews. It's really brought some uh, some things uh, back to me uh, as far as uh, some of the learning uh, that I received in my undergraduate graduate studies. But uh, it just, to me, I don't know, it just really helped me with my, my walk in general. 
And uh, I praise God for that. And, you know, I had a discussion earlier on, on social media in regards to uh, uh, the Bible, and particularly with Revelation. And this individual said, well, uh, uh, well, that's just uh, figurative. It's not to be taken literally. And I said, well, I agree and I disagree. And the reason why I said that was we are uh, something my, my father told me. Uh, was that we always take the word of God literal, unless it's, uh, uh, you know, we can understand that it is truly allegory or metaphor. We have to take it literally. And that, uh, you know, and we have to understand too that John was being revealed future events that, you know, he was uh, limited in his time and place in history in, in a way to describe it. And, uh, and, and of course, uh, this, this individual was trying to say that. Uh, uh, the the rapture and the second coming was the same, and I said no, that's that's not true. That uh, the rapture will happen, and then the second coming are two separate events. He said, well, you need to read Matthew twenty four, and and uh, you're you're not reformed, and <laughs> I just let it go, you know. So I understand that there could be uh, questions, and I'm not making fun of this individual. You know, he's a, he's a good man. Uh, nobody that goes to the church, y'all would know. But anyway, um, you know we. Uh, uh, I understand that as Christians, we can have some minor theological differences, but uh, we need to understand who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us. We need to have a, a proper understanding of God's word. And uh, so, you know, we can get debates with premillennial, all-millennial, post-millennial, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib debates, and that's all fine and good. Always enjoy a good debate here and there. And, and, and But, you know, the main thing is is the understanding of your relationship with Jesus Christ, where you're at there, because the rapture is going to hit. You know, the rapture is where we get the word rapture from is being caught up. And make sure that your heart is in the right, not in the right place, but your heart is with Jesus Christ. And, and once you have made that commitment to Christ, you know your name's written in the book of, book of life, that when that moment comes, in the twinkle of and I, we will be caught up, gathered together, and you know your salvation is secure and safe. That's all you need. You didn't make sure you understand that, and make sure we work on our daily walk with Jesus Christ. And when you sin, when you mess up, when you're tempted, we know that Jesus understands. And when you mess up, not to sound cliched, but look up, put your head in the nail scarred hand, and man, know that Jesus Christ is there. He's going to love you. He forgives you. And man, just keep up the fight, keep up the faith, and keep on fighting. Never give up. Never surrender, as old Buzz Lightyear used to say. But uh, uh, so remember that. And I think that's one thing we can take away from particularly verse 16 here uh, is the fact that let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. See, we understand these things. We can be confident in the word of God. We can be confident in our relationship. We can be confident who God is and what he is, is with sending his only son, who Jesus Christ is. We can have that confidence that we are forgiven and that we are loved. And when we have that proper confidence in that thing, in that, I think that's a, a, a beautiful thing. So, uh, and that to me should bring you great joy and bring you great happiness in your walk uh, with Christ. Uh, I hope everybody had, a, had a enjoyed this teaching this evening. And uh, uh, I will read this. I, I know I'll try to refrain from, from reading posts and comments here. But uh, Kim, Kimberly Clark here said, uh, My Lord Jesus Christ will always see me through it all. Thank you, Mrs. Clark. And I appreciate those words. And as you are completely right, Christ will always always see us through uh, all things and all situations. So for those watching on the live stream, I apologize. I think when I set my Bible down, I accidentally hit the stop stream button. And... And, uh, so I apologize for the interruption. Uh, but uh, I hope everybody has a great week, a blessed week. And um, you know what? Let's just take each day as it comes. Let's live for Jesus Christ. If you fall and mess up tonight, 
tomorrow, whatever, just realize that the next day, pick yourself up, try to do better, and just keep, just take it a day at a time, man. That's all we can do. Work on that relationship. Work on being closer to God. Work on those areas that you know you're weak in. If there are particular those areas you know that you're, you're, you are super easy to stumble and mess up at. Avoid those pitfalls. Avoid those areas. Avoid those individuals who will cause you to go in that direction. Avoid. If you have to cut off your internet, then do it. If you've got to avoid driving a buy a liquor store, then go to the other side of town and get away from whatever it takes to that will it help you with your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what you got to do because that's what's important. Not this garbage of this world because all that's going to be burned up one day. The main thing is, is keeping our eyes on Christ and looking towards what is to come. And that's our eternity with Jesus Christ. Let us have a word of prayer. Father, Lord, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Help us in our daily walk. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for being there. Thank you for understanding us. Uh, thank you for what you've done to save us. Lord, let us take our hope and confidence in that to be strengthened and emboldened by it. And Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead God, and protect us, and keep us safe. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thank you all, all you guys and gals and ladies for, uh, guys and gals and ladies. I guess guys and ladies should be the same thing, because hopefully, anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I hope everybody has a great evening. And, of course, uh, for those, well, uh, whether you're on uh, the website or social media, remember 7.15 every morning, uh, I'll do a live devotion. So for those watching on uh, on the website, if you want to tune in at 7.15, if you don't do social media, I do a live devotion every morning at 7.15. So uh, be sure to tune in to that. And I do that uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, of course, we have church Wednesday at 7, 6 o'clock on Saturday. Brandy and I, we do our um, podcast. So be sure to tune in to that. And then Sunday morning, Dr. Vic Young, my uh, uh, Papa Son, uh, and uh, he'll be doing uh, Sunday morning from 11 to 12, and you can listen on 98.5 and watch live here uh, on the internet. So everybody has a great day, a blessed evening, and uh, remember, uh, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. <laughs> Thanks for watching. God bless. <music>